1: Hello there and welcome to the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast, a podcast about Scottish football that actually is about Scottish football for a change. My name is Craig Telfer and today I am over the moon to be joined by Mr Sean McGuigan. Hello there. Hello. We are the, the Hugh and Lenny of the Terrace Podcast. If you haven't been watching EastEnders in the 90s, well, more fool you. They were brilliant characters. And you know what happens when Sean and I get together? It can only mean one thing. Lower League Scottish football. I, I thought you were making a, an Of Mice and
0: Men reference. Hey, oh, that was that Hugh and Lenny? Uh, Lenny was
1: in it, was it no? Lenny Lenny in it. Um I, I was, was it Hugh and Lenny? So there the surely wasn't a Hugh and of Mice and Men, surely no. That would be you can't East End, even Freestenders, that's a wee bit on the nose uh, to have characters in it called <laughs> uh, Hugh and Lenny. No, it was uh, George and Lenny. Right, okay. So that's All so, uh, wrong for me. Yeah, like Lenny and Carl Freestend from from The Simpsons, you know, we just I think Lenny seems to be the common denominator. Yes, yeah, so the the common denominator in those. But anyway, we, we could be talking about East Enders or the, the greatest one of the greatest works of American literature of all time. But no, we're going to look at uh, lower league football. And although there is still a, a long way to go before the season kicks off, so it must be just shy of two months before the, the action gets underway. Start of October, uh, Betfred starts second week in October. Second week in October. Okay, so we've got about six, six weeks away. We thought it was quite pertinent to, to maybe take a look at some of the early transfer dealings from the teams in the Championship, League One, and League Two. There are some teams that have done a lot of business, there are some teams that haven't made any business at all. But using the wonderfully curated database on Neri's Toe Poker, and we must say a big thank you to, to Laurie Spence for the hard work that goes into it. God we bless <laughs> Somebody has to bless them, so might as well be God. We're going to take a look at all 30 sides and just maybe just do a quick analysis of the players that they've brought in so far. So we'll perhaps take a look at some teams for longer than we will be in others. We'll go through them in alphabetical order and a team that we perhaps won't be spending much time talking about is Aloa Athletic. They've made one signing. Nicky Jameson has come in from Queen's Park. I do wonder if...
0: could. Because my thought was when they they, they changed the loan rules, so they changed the loan rules and said that the clubs could bring in six signings at any one time rather than four. And I did did think at that point, I wonder if clubs will start signing fewer uh, guys permanently. Mm -hmm. I I think previously you probably find that they would, I don't know, sign four, five, six players permanently and then uh, kind of back that up with loan signings. And I wondered if it would become more of a a, a 50-50 mix. I I suspected that's probably what Rafe Rovers uh, were looking to do. However, after that, they then changed how many substitutes premiership teams could use. So suddenly premiership teams could uh, make five (laughs) substitutes and have nine on the bench. So if if clubs, if if their plan A was to not make too many signings and bring in more loan signings, and I think they probably need a plan B. And I, I'm not saying that's what Alawa were necessarily going for, but they've brought in they brought in Nicky Jameson to Queens Park, who as a, a kind of big uh, central defender from yeah. from Queens Park, who who presumably is the the kind of Robbie Dee's replacement, yeah. who who they had a loan from from Celtic. But they've lost Kevin O'Hara. Uh, Scott Banks has went back to, to Crystal Palace after his loan spell. Presumably, they were aware that that would happen, and that Robbie Dee's would might not. Uh, kind of come back after his loan spell was finished. I, I do wonder about the Ian Flanagan. Uh, you know the fact that he's departed the, the club, the fact that Ian Flanagan has has retired. Whether that
1: oh, was too. only was more of a surprise. Uh, oh, than, than only... The others I uh, don't know. There was a couple of guys that that, that retired. the guys who retired, you would say fairly. The other one was that like, Ian Flanagan was was one who had a, a really good season last year. And any time I've ever seen Ian Flanagan, it's like the guys. I think he had struggled with injuries. We so played full time. Then he played for Falkirk for a spell and, and and didn't quite kick on because injured. But I thought when when he was fit and, and he was consistently fit towards the the latter part of his time at Alloa, he was just a, a fabulous player. The other one was Omar Kader who left our broth and Omar Kader certainly not the flashiest of players. But I think someone that, that Dick Campbell certainly like trusted Signed him for Forfa, and then the, then brought him to our broth and someone I think a defensive winger. Is perhaps the, the, the description of him, someone who, like almost like a sort of like bargain basement park G song, you <laughs> know, someone who could who was just really fit and someone who who could get um could could get stuck in. I think with, with Jameson, what I read on Pine Bovril was that that he was recommended to Peter Grant by his son. Peter Grant, obviously, the Peter Grant Jr. has played at Queen's Park. Jameson, I think, perhaps might have been found himself surprised to have been let go at Queen's Park. thought he might have had a chance. He's one of the few younger guys that, that might have had a chance in the, 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 the new era. But I think if, if you're a young centre-back, and similar to you touched on, Robbie Dees there, if you wanted to serve your apprenticeship and do your football and education, then was probably a really good club to do it. You'll get to play alongside a really experienced, uh, like, like, good, big goalkeeper behind you, Neil Parry, uh, like, Scott Taggart, uh, John Robertson, uh, Liam Dick, and of course, Andy Graham, who you'll be playing alongside. And uh, in terms of someone who's going to, like, talk you through the game and, and coach you through the game, I, I really don't think that, that Jameson could get any, any better than that. And I really expect him to be a far better player. Um, this time next year than it, than it will be just just purely by playing uh, uh, alongside Andy Graham. Yeah, I mean, it, it's probably a decent start
0: in terms of what Aloha need, but they, they, they need to put together uh, a, a number of other decent signings because they, they look well shot. Out. If you think about who, so who would you expect to finish in the bottom half of the championship? You're, you're probably expecting Aloha, you're expecting Abroath, Wraith, Morton, Queen, Queen of the South. Aloha maybe don't look that handily placed at, at, at the moment. And I'm sure they do have a plan B if plan A was to bring in a, a lot of loan signings. But they've, they look
1: like they're a wee bit behind it, some of the other teams, certainly. I suppose, though, if you compare Aloha to, to teams like I mean, other part-time sides. I know these are in, in different divisions, but Montrose, for instance, you would imagine Montrose would fancy themselves to be in the, the same market the Aloe, perhaps Aloha might have given um, their their status in the championship, and, and Peter Grant's connection, like very well connected within the game. Not not saying that Stuart Petrie isn't, but I imagine was links to, to Scotland. He, he uh, P- Peter Grant's got got better better contact. But I, I I do 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 wonder if it's there's still time. I think there there is still time for a lot of the part-time teams. When, when you look at most of the guys they've brought in part-time teams, a lot of them. Haven't really done a lot of business, maybe two, three, four signings. I still think there's time for for um, for, for Allah to do their business. But you're right in terms of how do you replace someone as uh, as classy as, as Ian Flanagan, and how do you replace the goals of, of Kevin O'Hara, who, who had a bit of a revelatory season last year. I mean, literally, each uh, with the exception
0: of goalkeeper, uh, with each kind of area of the park, they've lost one of the best players in the lower leagues. So so Robbie D's ah, yeah. was fantastic at centre half. Flanagan has been fantastic at the at, at championship level now for, for some time in, in, in midfield. And O'Hara had a season that n- nobody saw coming and has got a, a full time move on, on the back of it. So so replacing that will be will will be tricky.
1: Well, Arbroath, what about our broth? What you made of the, the guys they brought and They've signed uh, three players. James Craigan's coming from AFCL you He, of course, played uh, on loan with them last term. Scott Gallagher has uh, joined from Airdronians. I presume he'll be the backup to, to Derek Gaston. And they signed Chris Doolin from Greenup Morton. And Doolin is, is perhaps the most interesting signing uh, out of a lot of them, purely because of his his name and his, his reputation. I saw when our broth announced the signing. A Lot of people tweeted replying to, to their tweet, say "brilliant signing, brilliant signing," and admittedly, it was mostly Partick Thistle supporters. And the impression that I get from Doolin is that his career has really uh, hit a bit of a nosedive since uh, leaving Partick Thistle. You, you think
0: about the you think about the forwards that our both have had over the last uh, even two or three seasons. So, so being prolific is not something that Dick Campbell necessarily requires to be mm-hmm. a forward in the in their growth team. There's been forwards at the last couple of seasons who haven't even necessarily been a success, but they've made a lot of appearances and, and very few of them have scored goals. So Maybe Like Greg uh, Spence, Ryan Wallace. You know, Greg Wallace. Spence, Ryan Wallace, uh, Luke Donnelly, Michael McKenna have, have all been forwards. None of them have have, have particularly scored goals uh, and, and even in Spence's case, in and, and the third tier and, and the second tier and, and not scored. However, They've made a lot of appearances, and I think Dick Campbell still expects them, even if they're not scoring goals, he still expects them to be working hard and, and pressing a back four. And I suppose defending from the front wouldn't necessarily be the right phrase because I don't think our are a, a defensive team by any stretch of imagination. But Dick Campbell certainly expects a work rate from his forward, whether they're scoring or not. So I, I don't think Dula necessarily needs to be scoring goals And he didn't score any last season, from what I can gather. Actually, I'd forgotten that he was at Morton. I remember him at United. Didn't start the season particularly well. Ended at Morton. I don't know if he scored at all. The problem would be, in that growth team, does he have the work rate? Does he have the legs to do what Dick Campbell maybe wants him to do? And and I don't know. But maybe...
1: Maybe Maybe uh, maybe it's actually more about what he can offer... Off the pitch than what he can can offer on it. That the fact is that like, he has played to a, a well a very good level at, at Thistle, like played in the Championship, played in the the, the top flight with them. That sort of level is is that a good thing to to have around? Do you reckon even somebody who might not necessarily play that often, but excuse me, just being at the club?
0: I mean, I think there's absolutely a benefit off the park to have players like that. But in a season where presumably most teams are going to be running with a reduced squad they need to be producing things on the park as well and whether or not Doolin can do that, I, I don't know. The, the, the benefit that I both have is they didn't lose too many players over the summer uh, they, so Miko Vertinen went back to Aberdeen, I mean yeah, he was a key player lost. last
1: season Yeah, uh, in the middle of the park James Murphy. James Murphy became quite an important player as well. Uh, uh, the, he's gone to Rio Grande Valley FC Toros, a, a, a fantastic team name. Uh, but then they pull have James Cregan
0: presumably to to replace him. I I, I don't think they look as uh, I don't think they look as sparse of options as as Alawa do. And I, and again, I would imagine they'll still bring in they'll still bring more players in. Uh, but I would still imagine that they are
1: looking for forward options. Yeah, I'm trying to get out the out the Arbroath starting eleven, and it's a starting eleven that that most people, well, certainly most observers will, will know they've they've kept their goalkeeper, kept the back four, kept the majority of of the, the the midfield. I think that that perhaps Murphy and Vertanen were the only ones that 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 really departed. But you've got Watley, Mark Watley, David Gold's become David Gold's kind of real smashing part-time player since he, since he moved to Arbroath. But then they a lot like Michael McKenna is up front. Luke Donnelly came on to a, a game in Spells last season. So I think you're right, maybe another forward, perhaps another wide player um, to, to, to replace uh, Kader. Um, but I, I'd fa- fancy our both to, 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 to do well again. What about um, Air United? Guys, they brought in Michael Miller from Wraith Rovers. Um, Tom Walsh is coming from Cali Thistle. He could be a really good signing. And Dario Zanata. Um, who was contracted? Another season left at Partick Thistle, but um, chose not to take them up on their offer and uh, left the club after the relegation. Goes to Mark Kerr's Air United. It, you would imagine that the fact that Air United lose so much quality uh,
0: every summer is is eventually going to catch up with them. I, I don't know if it'll necessarily be this season. I mean, in terms of who they've in terms of who they brought in, Daddy was and Tom Walsh look like, on in theory, a pretty good wide pairing. Uh, Zanata can be exciting but mm. he's, I mean I know we always say this about wingers but, but he is quite inconsistent but he's probably, he's probably too inconsistent I think for what United want to achieve because bear, bear in mind uh, United have went from a, a team who for years, decades possibly have been a, a yo-yo side between the second and third tiers, they're now an established championship team that are looking to get in the playoffs Uh, and Zanata might be slightly too inconsistent for that on the opposite side I think of all the players that that Inverness have lost this season or this summer I should say Tom Walsh might be the best but again his injury record isn't great Mm. if you can if you can keep Walsh fit if you can if you can get that wee bit extra 10% out of Zanata, I think the two of them could be great signings Michael Miller is a Michael Miller, in in terms of a right-back, I thought that Wraith Rovers would have done well to hold on to him. Not necessarily because I I, I thought that they couldn't have proved upon him at right-back, but he is a right-back who can defend reasonably well but won't necessarily get forward that well. But he can also play in midfield. He can also play at centre-half if if you're absolutely desperate. And he was a utility player that that I thought Wraith would have done well to, to hold on to. I think that's a decent signing for Ayer. I mean, bear in mind, they've lost uh, Ross Doherty, they've lost Alan Forrest, uh, they've lost Daniel Harvey, who's one of the better full-backs in, yeah. in the league. Andy Gengen, still, Gengen left as well. He, he left the club yesterday. They've still to replace Ross Doing It'll be interesting to see who they can get in from a goalkeeping point of view. I would expect, in terms of who years brought in, I would expect them to do well. Uh, I, again, I would them? expect them to be. I certainly expect them to be top five and pushing for the playoffs. Do you think they can get doing
1: back in on loan? I mean, Celtic are fairly well stocked for goalkeepers. Uh, if Celtic can bring in, yeah, I
0: mean, do, do they need a third choice goalkeeper? Like, is is Ross doing going to improve uh, playing in Celtic's reserves rather than going to United? They might have a chance of doing that again. You would imagine.
1: No, that's a, that's a good show. I think that's that's the thing with with, with, uh, with goalkeepers. I think you're looking at um, like uh, Robbie McCrory, for instance, the number of loan spells that, that he's let have. Obviously, Rangers rate him very highly, but he's certainly at a very early stage in his career. So like as long as he's playing, it might, might, be, might be the best thing for him. And if that's with a, a, a side in the championship who have got uh, aspirations of finishing the top four, that's probably quite a good thing for him. When we look at uh, look at Dundee, Gary Cocker's team. Uh, Gary Cocker is now uh, ensconced in the lower leagues. Um, they've brought in a difficult, diff- a difficult summer for Dundee with players asked to take uh, wage cuts. Um, certain big players leaving. Of course, Kane Hemmings uh, was one of the players who chose not to uh, take. take or, no, he did take a wage cut and then then subsequently and left. left anyway. Seen that <laughs> left anyway. Brilliant. Uh, so, Kane Hemmings has left, but in his place, Alex Yakubiak and Danny Mullen have come in from Watford and Mirren, respectively. And Lee Ashcroft, who scored probably the best goal of last season, one of the best goals of last season, has come in from Dunfermline Athletic. Yakubiak, uh, of course, has played at this level previously. He went on loan at Falkirk. Uh, what do you think of uh, those signings? <sighs> You could be acting Mullen
0: feel like signings that a team makes when they want to push for the playoffs in the championship but no, they probably won't win it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you could be I I, He He's basically had a career of, of loan spells so I, I think he's had seven loan spells during his time at Watford and now he has joined Dundee uh, permanently. I, I think his most prolific spell was at Gillingham. He scored seven goals when he was at Falkirk, he scored six. Danny Mullen feels like it might be a good signing. However, his two most prolific spells were at Livingston. He scored, uh, he scored 17 when they were in uh, League 2 and then 17 again when they were in League 1. I would presume that he would do well in the Championship, uh, but but I'm kind of guessing. And in terms of Lee Ashcroft, I feel that he... I feel that Dunferman probably had a, a centre-half in last season that were mediocre but possibly were uh, criticized more than they than than they deserved if that makes sense. I, I don't think it's Christoph Berra when I stretch of the imagination. So if Ashcroft has been brought in to replace Berra, then, then that won't happen. And and that was Dundee's problem. So Berra came in and shored up that that mm. that defensive position. And Ashcroft Ashcroft won't won't do that. And if he's going to be paired uh, if he's going to be paired with uh who's the? Geez, oh, who was the defender who made the mistake in the last minute against Queen of South? Oh, um,
1: it's a good question. I, 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 can see it. I can see the error happening. I can see it. My, mind, <laughs> but I don't know the, the defenders. Uh, extraordinary, absolutely brilliant, and uh, to go to pull yourself back level and then concede straight from kickoff. It's uh,
0: wonderful because he 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 come onto a game as, as soon as Bera was uh, was next to him as well. But Ashraf isn't going to have that. Uh, he isn't going to have that uh, emphasis on the the Dundee team that that, that Berra did so again he kind of feels like a
1: a mediocre signing Mm. still still uh, yeah so it could be worse. so they could have signed Danny Devine and I've never before seen uh, a team obviously we'll come on to Inverness but when Inverness announced that he signed a two year contract earlier in the week on social media nobody had a single positive thing to say about it no, nothing at all. Which which again
0: which again felt slightly harsh <laughs> because in, in terms of Divine, he had uh again, he had a mediocre season last term. Not great by any stretch of the imagination. But I, I I don't think he was terrible. But there, there seems to be but it was the season before. And there seems to be this uh there, there seems to be this uh that feeling that he'd, he'd be a terrible signing for Inverness, judging by their the reaction on, on social media, which doesn't necessarily mean that that's
1: what all Inverness fans feel. But I, I don't think it's that bad a signing. Well, what about Dunfermline Athletic? I think, uh, certainly to, to, to me, uh, they have made the most eye-catching series of signings in the Championship this season. Some of the big names are coming. Declan McManus joined from Ross County. Um, of course, he was on loan at Falkirk last term and was best player in League One. Kevin O'Hara comes in from Aloha. He, um, as we've spoken about, it was very prolific. Dom Thomas, uh, popular amongst the Dunfermline support, a kind of player that can do something out of nothing. And uh, Ian Wilson, a player I always quite liked when he was at, at Queen of the South. What have you made of the, the pars? And do you think they can put themselves uh, challenging for the league with some of the guys they brought in? So every
0: season, so I think this will now be the third or fourth season in a row of sat here in the summer and said that good things should be expected of Dunferman Athletic and it's never happened yet. So why, why, why break the tradition? <laughs> but this feels like a decent kind of core of signings that they've made. Yeah. Uh, possibly with the exception of Fawn Williams. And that might be the only misstep that, that Stevie Crawford has made, I think, signings-wise. But it makes sense because he he had that loan spell, or he had yeah, it was a loan spell at, at the end of last season. Crawford's problem has never been attracting players to East End Park. He, he always seems to attract either uh, players that have done particularly well in the lower leagues or players who maybe haven't fitted in in the Premiership for one reason or another and need to drop down a level. Crawford has always done well at, at recruiting these kind of guys. It's it's getting a tune out of them that seems to be Crawford's uh, issue. Whether he can change that this season, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But of the of the signings that he's made, Declan McManus has a mixed record at, at, at championship level, and I rate him. And mm-hmm. I think he's I think his work rate is very good. I I can see him scoring about twelve goals next season, which is absolutely fine. But he's only ever been prolific in, in, in League One. I think Kevin O'Hara is an interesting one, in that he deserves a full time move mm-hmm. based on how he performed at Alloa. Again, though. He's yet to perform, I suppose, at that level. But I suspect he'll do very well. I Dom see. Thomas is somebody that the two of us have have kind of championed,
1: possibly tongue in cheek. No, hundred percent. I, I want. I think Dom Thomas, if uh, if he's given the chance, he could play for the national team. <laughs> Laugh, I'm, I'm, I'm deadly serious. You don't see blue chip footballers come around that often. You need to you need to embrace them. I'm going to talk about Kevin O'Hara because perhaps uh, you don't really see controversial signings at, at that level. But of course, what when O'Hara a couple of years ago when he was playing for Falkirk, made fun of Dean Shields. Uh, Dean Shields, of course, has has got one eye and you I know mean, pretty pretty offensive stuff that, that O'Hara uh, did. But I, I was quite impressed that O'Hara, in his um, interview with the club on the, on, the, on the club website, was asked about it and, and spoke about it and fronted, fronted up to, to what he did and, and acknowledged that it was completely unacceptable to to do that and um, that he's, he, he's changed as a person. So I suppose there probably will still be an element of the... Done, Dunfermline support that that were like him. I mean, one that he's a, a, a former folk player, but two folk supporter, and three that he uh, that he was quite no, quite nasty. He was he was completely uh, disgusting towards one of their players? I would think though between uh, O'Hara and McManus in terms of work rate, that must be one of the, the 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 hardest working front lines in the division. Those guys will run and run and run all day for you. Which is absolutely fine, but bear in mind they between them
0: at least they'll need to replace the goals of Kevin Nisbet and that's that's easier said than done. So mm-hmm. so so they'll need to get kind of uh, kind of teens goals wise between them to 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 replace that. And in terms of what you said about about Kevin O'Hara, again, yes, I was impressed with the fact that he kind of fronted up. I think that will only take him. I think that will take him so far. No. I think if I think of a season starting in October. Uh, if he is getting to November and he hasn't started well, I I think those uh, I I think his past indiscretions will be will be being brought up by the Fellman fans.
1: Yeah, definitely. But the, who knows? A couple of goals against one of the jobber sides in the the Betfred Cup uh, that that completely changes that perspective. It's funny, you know. You can you can watch somebody somebody can have a game uh, like say somebody does score like two goals against I don't know Turnip FC. In, in the and the Betfred Cup and even though they can be crap for the rest of the season, you're you're in the back of your mind saying, but he had that good game right at the start. You know, you get you know that expression. You get one chance to make a first impression. I uh, I th- I think he'll do well. Obviously, replacing Kevin Nisbet's a, a big ask and, and Nisbet, I think, performed well above expectations last season. He scored one of my favourite goals last year against Dundee. When he picked up the ball on the left-hand side, and then, then then cut in onto his right foot and shot, absolutely magnificent goal. And I don't think that um, perhaps O'Hara and, and McManus will have that that same explosiveness, the same level of excitement. But I do think what, what they, they what they lack in that, they'll, they'll make up for in heart. They'll run you down. They'll, they'll run you down eventually. I can see Dunfermline getting a lot of one nil wins like, uh, next season, like O'Hara and McManus scoring the eighty fourth minute after he just trampled over the top of you. We, we, we haven't touched them so far,
0: but I, I do think that the uh, signing of Paul Watson was a good one. So bear mm-hmm. in mind that a lot of Dungeon United fans thought that out of all their defenders last season or out of all their centre-halves, Watson was the one who may deserve uh, a new contract mm-hmm. based on their performances last season. Uh, he was released, goes to Der and then you look at how uh, Reynolds, uh, yeah. and and uh, other yeah. center half uh, Connolly, have performed so well in the in, in the premiership so far yeah. so again that's interesting that the, the film were able to able to to, to give him a deal i i of everybody of everybody in, in the championship that we've seen so far i i would expect them to to run hearts the closest and when i say run them the closest they'll they'll finish about 23 points behind them
1: <laughs> is it worth is it is it, well, I was skip, skipping ahead a wee bit but is it worth talking about Hearts at all because uh, they've just signed two goalkeepers and somebody called Jordan Roberts I, I see, see when it came up
0: see when it came up that they'd signed Ross Stewart Oh, hey. <laughs> that's a that's a brilliant signing. I'm like, this is a man who's started the Premiership season so well. I, I can't believe he is. Hearts are a bigger team than Ross County, and I suppose he'll probably be back in the Premiership again next season. But that is a, a real signal of of intent. And then I realised
1: that was some goalkeeper. Uh, jobber goalkeeper. Very um, Syria vibes to it. you know they sort of like loan each other goalkeepers and it's like the part owned you know that sort of thing. I make no sense. I have no interest in talking about hearts. Other people can can do that. But then perhaps if we take a look at Up Morton, they've only signed two players. Gary Oliver's returned to the club. They've also brought in Robin Omar from Elgin City. And if I may put my League Two hat here, Sean. Um, perplexed by by this saying, if I, if I'm being completely honest with you I thought that Raben Omar is a competent lower league player competent part-time player somebody who can moves the ball around quite well decent enough somebody who'll get stuck in and and I say that like get stuck into to the point where he's probably due at least a good number of yellow cards maybe even a couple of red cards a season but never in a million years would thought he'd have the skill set to to play uh, for a in the in, in the championship for a, for a team like like Greenock Morton, so obviously early days in terms of their their squ- squad building. But you know, I think supporters, and I, I do this myself. You can get antsy when you see Team X have signed. If you look at Dunfermline for instance, you compare like Morton to, to Dunfermline. Team X have signed five players, five or six players. We've only signed two, and one of them is a, a half decent League Two player. You know, he might just be uh, like used to augment the squad, only play play here and there. But that's the sort of sign you're kind of like. Okay, it's it. it wouldn't be the
0: end of the world if they made if their other sign had been like exciting. However, can there be a a more predictable but less exciting signing for Grant Morton than Gary Oliver, a man who just. <laughs> What flops between Queen of South and Greenock Morton forever? So I, since he left so he left Steny five years ago. And I think his career progression has been uh Queen of South Morton, Queen of South Morton. And and generally not not overly impressing, putting no. wherever he goes, he he's willing. But it, I mean he will he will end this season with five
1: league goals yes. and then signed for queen of the south. What <laughs> <laughs> were the guys that that Morton have lost is anyone there that that caught your eye. Uh
0: Caden is a blow. Uh I think Regan Timote might be we'll mm-hmm. see how that goes he's he's ended up signing for Wraith Rovers. I think Morton fans would would rather have kept him. Uh but do you know something that that that's probably about it. Morton had a more a disappointing season last season, but unless they, do, I mean Bob McHugh actually signing for Queens Park, I mean I would imagine that Morton would have wanted to have kept hold of of Bob McHugh. The fact that uh, that they and and probably a number of other higher up lower league clubs can't uh, can't compete with Queens Park, I suppose, is quite interesting. Some of them we might come to when we, when we get to when we get to League 2 yeah, uh, but, I,
1: but again they, they, they suddenly look like the one of the poorer full-time teams I would say though they, they have managed to keep a hold of Aidan Nisbet. Aidan Nisbet's a, a player that I, I remember at one point they were saying when he was at Celtic he was the oh, excuse me a second I think there's a, a pizza guy here there's a pizza guy here for a pizza I have in ordered <laughs> I'm uh,
0: sorry, I've actually
1: not ordered a pizza. Uh, what would you put? You're right, so <laughs> No worries, man, I should have just said yes, but it's all mine. <laughs> no worries, man, honest. cheers. <laughs> 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 there you go, that's a first for a podcast. Uh, my next door neighbour ordered, uh, ordered two pizzas and a big bottle of iron brew. <laughs> um, so, so fair, fair play to him sorry we were in the middle there of talking about Aidan Nisbet yes I'm sure it's when he was breaking through at the Celtic they were saying he was the, the heir apparent to Aidan McGeady and obviously it hasn't quite worked out for him but the times I've seen him at Morton I, I really like the look of him and I thought that he might have had an, a move to perhaps a bigger club. So fair play to them for, for uh, tying down. Same with Reese Lyon as well. I, I didn't see much of him. Lewis Strat was another one. I like the who's, who's at left back. I remember seeing him at uh, Annan Athletic and, and thinking he, he had a good chance of, of making it when he went back and, and he's good. So I think the existing players that they've got, there's a there's a decent squad there at Morton, But but you're right in terms of Aye, it's just not the not not the most not 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 the most uh, inspiring of signings. Uh, there's, one, there's one or two clubs in the championship, possibly
0: more. Where kind of just feels like they're, they're, they're kind of drifting back. And, and there was a there was a spell there's a spell in the championship uh, when Ray Rovers were there, and, and it was quite obvious they were they were treading water. Uh, and, and it almost felt like that was okay that the treading water was okay, and you didn't have to aspire for the top four. But if you tread water, you'll probably just eventually go backwards.
1: And yeah. uh, kind of feels like Morton are in that position at the moment. Yeah. Well, what about uh, what about Inverness Caledonian Thistle? We'll talk a lot of the time that uh, budgets are being cut. That that John Robertson is getting less and less money to to spend on players. Of course, they've lost like Sean Rooney went to St. Johnson. Jordan White has got gone to Mother Tom Walsh who you mentioned Air United. They have brought in Scott Allardyce, of Watford. he's coming from Waterford, he was formerly of uh, Dundee United. Robbie Dees has joined uh, from Celtic, we mentioned him. And then, of course, there is uh, Shane Sutherland going for a, an, another crack at full-time football after joining from Elgin City. Is there, uh, those four guys, um, and Danny Devine, of course, we mentioned. What about those four guys, Sean? Anyone that you want to focus on in particular? It, it, Inverness kind of feel a bit like air.
0: And then with every single transfer window, that they just get gradually weaker and weaker and weaker. <laughs> the, the the fact that John Robertson can continue to make a a kind of silk purse out of a pig's testicles as speaks volumes for for him. Whether he can continue to keep doing that, I don't know. Of, of the of the boys that have signed, Allardyce was. I mean, I think at Dumbarton, he was considered okay as a defensive midfielder. I think at East Fife, he was considered okay as a defensive midfielder. Whether he was going to do the same job at Inverness at a higher level, I, I don't know. Maybe he's kicked on during his, his spell in Irish football. I think Robbie Dees is a good signing. Yeah. Uh, that that feels like a good one, and certainly to, to kind of shore up the defence. I think Danny Devine uh, seemed much lamented are much uh, kind of criticised, judging by the, the reactions on on Twitter. I don't think he's as bad as, as what he's made out to be. And Shane Sutherland, uh, a, a man who is obsessed with kind of Highlands football, and I hope he does do well. I hope he does do well. He, I mean, I I saw him up close in the the, the Challenge Cup, and I was actually really impressed by him. Yeah. Benedictus and this and Davidson were, were given a kind of thorough going over by him by him that night. Yeah, he's a, he's, he's never really. Never really proven himself at, at, that, at that level. So whether he can... I mean, I mean, if he's supposed to replace Jordan White, for example, uh, okay, fair enough. But Motherwell wanted Jordan White? Would, would Motherwell want Shane Sutherland? Probably not. Uh, so, so whether he's an upgrade on somebody like Jordan White, and I, I don't know. And it, it's kind of felt like this for a while now. There's a lot of transfer windows where Inverness are, are, are kind of downgrading and downgrading and downgrading. And and the fact that they have always been challenging for the playoffs now, fair play to John Robertson it, it's probably going to have to end
1: sometime. You would imagine. Aye, Sutherland. I, I think I'm not 100 percent sure what he does outside football. I'm sure I think he might have his own business, so it's quite easy for him to like if, to go for a crack with Cali Fitter. And if it doesn't if if it doesn't work out, he can resume do, doing what he was doing previously. Elgin City, will take him. Elgin City will will always have find a, a space in their squad for, for Shane Sullivan. It reminds me. Have you ever seen the, the Acid House? Yes. Uh, you know the bit where uh, like Johnny uh, it starts off with Johnny and Katrina getting married. The episode of Soft Touch and like she like get, she has an affair with upstairs neighbor. Basically, they steal all his ele- they Punch a hole in the the, the floor, steal his electricity. Uh, Larry gets her pregnant and then they, she leaves him. And then she comes back to him, and she and and Johnny takes her back. That's what that's her, so Elgin City <laughs> or Johnny and Shane Sutherland is Katrina. No matter any bad thing that he does, whatever badness he does, Elgin City will, will will still take him back. I hope he does well. I always like seeing guys go from the the, the low, like particularly guys who've played part time for a long time and um, like go, going into full time football and, and making a success themselves. And I do hope that's the case. Certainly physically, he's he's got all the all their tributes to succeed. You know, he's a, a built like the gable end of a house. He's, he's fast, he can shift. And I think he, he probably will provide, I don't think he's quite as, as mobile as Jordan White, and, and, and Jordan White's not a particularly mobile player, but I, I, I think that he will be asked to, to do the same sort of role. I remember seeing him at Elgin City, he would play as a sort of like wide forward, and diagonal balls would be pung out to him with the intention of them getting hammered in for, for the likes of Kane Hester to, to feed off. So it'll be interesting to see if he, if, they, if they want him to, to reprise that role again. But, uh, a team, Sean, that, that have only made two signings uh, and Gregor Buchanan and Joe McKee. That's Queen of the South. And I'm wondering, do they fall into the same category as just very ever so slightly downgrading year on year? I, I would go further than that. I, I think Queen of the South are fucked. Well, not all because they've got that money. Lyndon Dykes has just transferred to, to Queen, Queen's Park Rangers, right? And the percentage that Queen of South are due is perhaps their record transfer. Am I right in reading that? Yeah, uh, maybe they, they said it was a, a six-figure fee. A six-figure fee, which was a, a huge way for, for a team like Queen of the South. So that's perhaps changed everything for them. But if we were just going for the very moment, the signs they made, Buchanan and McKee, I mean, when you say that
0: changes everything, they currently have five players on their books. So even that 100,000, <laughs> that's not going to go that far. <laughs> I, I think Queen of South have a potential to be a real par club this season. But then I, I said that about Dumbarton and they kind of evened out. Yes, they kinda kinda did. To be mediocre. So maybe Queen of South will, will do the same. In terms of who they brought in, I think Gregor Buchanan, uh, I, I don't think he is necessarily going to be a success at 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 this level for, for Queen of South. He he was he was no great shakes for, for Falkirk mm-hmm. last season. And bear in mind Falkirk in League One would come under considerably less pressure than Queen of South yeah. in the championship. So I would not be hanging my hat on, on Gregor McCannan. In terms of Joe McKee, I think Joe McKee is I think Joe McKee is a good signing. I think yeah. in terms of his uh, his set-piece delivery I think is excellent I, I think his crossing ability is is very good from midfield he doesn't he doesn't chip in with enough goals but I think if you partner him with enough players who are going to do the kind of donkey work or the leg work in midfield then, then McKee is a man, McKee is a, a good sign and, and will probably be a better sign-in for a championship team this time than, than the last time he was in in, in the league uh, previously but Queer South needs a lot more I mean, oh, at yeah. least six. At least six, as we only have
1: five plus. <laughs> I think there's a person. I mean, that's par- probably the best season of of Joe McKee's career last year at Dumbarton. He was with something like sixteen assists that he had uh, in League One, and I think that uh, of perhaps a player that, that deserved his move back into uh, full time football with with uh, with Queen of the South. But you're absolutely right, Greg Buchanan, and. Um, and Joe McKee, they, they need to sign a lot more. I mean, that's—I th- I imagine that's quite a daunting prospect, is ha- effectively having to sign a whole new squad of players. You're talking about six players. You're probably talking about another fourteen players, perhaps. I mean, if you if you go back, a,
0: if you go back maybe six or seven weeks on Bovril, there was a discussion on uh, the Queen of South Thread where it was like, "We only have three players. This is ridiculous." And then people were a the kind of replies to that were saying, well, the the season doesn't start until October. What is the problem? And now if you go in the Queen of the South, Pineborough Fair, it's like, we don't have any fucking players. <laughs> but, 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 they're, but they're so far behind. I mean, they're yeah. really so far behind. I mean, most teams, even even teams that, that haven't signed very many players. So if you go into League One, uh, I think Cove Rangers have signed one player. Clyde yeah. have signed one player. Montrose haven't signed anybody but but they do have a squad Yeah, Queen of South don't have a squad I mean that is a that is a precarious place to be mm-hmm. and it does know. not bode well
1: remember when we used to say it was like Stephen Dobby and 10 other cunts it might just be Stephen Dobby and 4 other cunts <laughs> we we'll finish up the championship. Chris, we've been talking for for like nearly 40 minutes about the championship. I hope you like your two-hour podcast, lads. <laughs> uh, we'll finish up, Sean. Your boy's Wraith Rovers. Uh, the, the signing that has particularly caught my eye would be Jamie McDonald. Very experienced goalkeeper. He's coming from Kilmarnock. Uh, is he the sort of player that you need? Are you happy with the business that you've done? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm probably slightly disappointed. Okay. And that's, uh,
0: so, so let me try and explain why. So... In in terms of the the squad that ended last season, there there was a few players within it who had contributed a lot but hadn't necessarily played too many games. Mm -hmm. So, uh, John Baird would probably give you a good 60 minutes if he was starting or a good 30 minutes if he came off the bench. Uh, Michael Miller was good in a number of positions and I would have kept him. Uh, Stephen Anderson only started, or sorry, only played eight games. But, was was very good in the majority of them and I think we only lost one of the eight that he played and Stephen McLean at the end of the season when we got him on loan was uh, even though he was maybe 35 he had a lot of quality about him and was the focal point of the attack mm-hmm. and then Kieran Bowie who was uh, kind of hot and cold uh, as you would expect <laughs> to a teenager but, but left for Fulham I would imagine that John McGlynn looked at that team and thought right well I'll maybe try and keep Michael Miller. I'll speak to Stephen Anderson. I'll speak to John Baird and I'll speak to Stephen McLean. And with a bit of luck, I'll maybe get two of them. Yeah. And actually, we, we don't have any of them. So so Baird's away to Australia. Uh, McLean is now a coach uh, and Stephen Anderson a weight, is away to fourth However, within that, I think Jamie McDonald was one of the best goalkeepers in the championship mm-hmm. last season. And I think, I think he could probably still do the job for a premiership team. Yeah, uh, no, no. He he doesn't make a lot of mistakes I don't think he dominates his penalty box, which could be an issue if your centre halfs said Kyle Benedictus and, and Ian Davidson potentially. Uh, we'll play the pair of we'll, for
1: still hanging around. Like when you, it's like like Ian Davidson just seems to no matter what happens, Ian Davidson will always be at Wraith Rovers in some capacity. Well, well,
0: remember he he will be suspended for a lot of next season, so we only <laughs> need, we'll need, we'll need a backup. Uh, Reagan Tamote, is he an upgrade on oh, Michael Miller? I, I, I don't know. Not necessarily defensively, but probably in terms of going forward, he's an upgrade. So whether he's an upgrade overall, I suppose we'll, we'll need to we'll, we'll need to wait and see. Uh, the, the wild cards that they've brought in was uh, Emmanuel Duku from Hayes and Yedding, who is a forward, and uh, Frankie Musonda, who is a defender who has come from Luton but spent the majority of his career on loan at, at at a much lower level than than Luton, I suppose. I suppose my concern would be if you are going to bring somebody in from a, a much lower level in England or, or any country for, for that matter. I'd probably prefer it if it was up front. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was looking at I was looking at Duku's videos and he. He looks like he's quick. He looks like, he, has, he looks like he's raw. He looks like he is happy to have a strike at goal for distance. Absolutely fine. And you know something? If Manny makes a mistake 95 yards from his own goal, it probably isn't going to cause as a goal. <laughs> However, when you look at something like Fernande Mendy, for example, yes. who oh also looked God. raw, yeah. who had a couple of attributes, he could, he could head the ball and he wanted to play football from, from the back. That's great but defensively he was, he was unsound. And every time he made a mistake, it was pounced upon, especially mm-hmm. by Dundee and Inverness and even Peter Head in the League Cup. And then he was never seen again. So my concern would be uh, uh, maybe about Musonda, who, who could be a good defender. Uh, again, I've watched his video. He uh, looks like he has more about him than, than, than Fernandes Mendy, but aye, for, in terms of unknown players from unknown leagues, I'm more comfortable with them being uh, up front rather than, rather than defensive players. So, and again, I think McGlynn probably hopes to exploit the loan market. Whether mm-hmm. the loan market is there to be exploited, I I, I don't know. Well, but Mendes, he, he's, he, how did he get on in his loan spell at Kelty Hearts? And as far as I'm aware, during his loan spell at Kelty Hearts, he was highly regarded, but then Kelty Hearts win every week 5-0 it's, it's, and have 80% exactly like- possession. So I doubt he had that much to do.
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking that you'd probably, him and, him and like Gary Chinarazzo and, and Craig Reed, etc., would all just be hanging about the halfway line, just chatting I to mean, each other about what they are getting up to that night while the ball's ball in the opposition penalty box. I mean, when he came back for his loan
0: spell, he wasn't even making the bench, so I, that doesn't bode well. Right, how but, old, you got another year
1: in his contract? Uh, yes, so, so they're signing him on a two year deal, fantastic. Unbelievable. How do you think, I mean, of course, Ray Trover's the undisputed League One champions. How do you think you'll get on next year? Uh, I, you know something, I think they've got a bit of momentum about them. Uh,
0: I I don't think they'll be in relegation trouble, but I also don't think they'll push for the promotion playoffs. You said they so, can they're, quite a,
1: they're quite a likeable bunch of players as well.
0: You're quite fond of this group of players. Certainly, certainly last season. Last season, they were the... I mean, they had a few local players. They They had players who... I mean, look, this was the first Wraith Rovers team that anybody has liked since Ray McKinnon's team. I mean, genuinely. I mean, Barry Smith's team, Gary Locke's team, absolute, very difficult to get behind. Uh, and a negative style of play, a, a poor group of players in, in general. The mm-hmm. fact that we now have uh, some guys who are kind of local players, young players, uh, and, and then last season, McGlynn was able to to kind of supplement that with, with kind of... Guys who were maybe street-wise and, and experienced, it was easy to it was easy to to, to kind of warrant them. So so hopefully I can hopefully I can do that again. And and you know, something I, I had my doubts about McGlynn as an appointment, but I would I would trust them to 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 guide
1: them, steer them to safety next season. Now, you would trust John McGlynn as your manager. Would you trust Stuart Miller as your director of football? Because if there's one side that have made the most interesting group of signings. Out all thirty sides, it would have to be Airdronians. We're going to take a look at at League One at the moment. Now, Airdronians they signed Max Curry from Stranor, very decent. Um, uh, uh, Ewan O'Reilly from St John'son, no idea if he could be any good. They've also supplemented that with Harleen Mbayo from Truro City, Griffin Sabatini from Dnipro in the Ukraine, and perhaps most intriguing of all, Thomas Robert, the son of uh, acclaimed Newcastle winger Lauren. I, I um, uh, Thomas Robert was, was 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 highly regarded, and there was a number of clubs across Europe were interested in signing him. I would like to know how he found himself in Monklands. Bear in mind the, the as far as I'm aware,
0: if I can remember the, the 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 kind of piece on their website was that Thomas Robert had uh, offers from. Uh, League One clubs or League One clubs in in France bear in mind that would take you to places like Monaco Paris Nice presumably on a half decent wage Mm -hmm. but he's come across to sign for Airdrie to to play for presumably a pittance and to play in places like Cumbernauld there there is no way there, there is no way he turned down bids from league, from from league and no chance. That's a lie. That. That, that's a good laugh. I'm okay with that. I,
1: it's I I have got a feeling. I, it's like I put put this up on Twitter and I I got a bit of a pacing from from Airdrie fans and fair enough. You know they're, they're entitled to be defensive about about their player, but I've got a feeling he'll be away by the new year. I I I've just I don't know what it is. I I think he'll probably six appearances, one goal. And and then then he'll be away. I've actually bet if if he scores, of course. Um, Airdre have, have drawn with with Muir in their uh, Betfred Cup group stage. I've actually said on Twitter, I'll donate fifty pounds to charity if he he scores against uh, against Stenny. I've no idea whether that will not it'll be good, but however, it's I'm going to compare it like see. I, I don't want to jump too far, but like Muir's signings, Stenhousemuir signings are, are are perhaps. The, the the dullest clutch of signings I, I think we have made where it's guys like now oh, you'd probably do a job or it's like like a tactical signing, you know, something that's been brought in to do a very specific job. I would much rather us go and sign like these these French guys from unpronounceable European outposts, you know, give some level of intrigue. That as a football supporter, that is what you need. And certainly, if I was an Airdre Jordan's fan, I would be absolutely buzzing for the start of the season. Just to even just take a friendly match, just to get a look and and, and see what, what what these guys are all about. Of course, because this season they are a hybrid squad, as a sort of like a, a full time part time affair. Yeah
0: yeah I mean as you say so they made a number of kind of interesting signers I did like how they how they hinted at the fact that they'd signed Griffin Sabatini <laughs> from SC Dnipro 1 so before they announced it they I didn't even know what it was so they just put something on Twitter and it was it was a picture of a Griffin but surely nobody looked at that and went don't tell me Erjie have signed Griffin Sabatini <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, I do not even know what a Griffin was. Never mind it, it was the name of somebody who signed, who played for SC Dnipro 1. But they've 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 taken an interesting route, and, and and fair play to them. I I would be surprised if it works out well. I'd, and and do you know something? Even if even if it does work out well, the fact that they're in a league with uh, Falkirk, who seem to be seem to be making okay signings, Patrick Thistle. Uh, Cove Rangers probably won't mess about this season you know even if Airdrie have signed well I, I they'll probably struggle to get promoted unfortunately but was a shame because see for the last few seasons and I know I've mentioned this on the show and I've and mentioned it on here there's been a lot of kind of good League One teams Yeah, that in other years might have had a chance at, at, at getting promoted East Fife have had a good team for a while now Montrose Airdrie, and and a it's funny because in the last five or six seasons, the Championship has kind of felt unnatural for having Hearts, Hibs, Dundee United, Rangers, and, and so on. League One is, is now starting to feel a bit unnatural because it has Patrick Thistle falking it and it just makes things so much more difficult for the... The teams that would normally be challenging for promotion, I suppose.
1: I think you're I think, right. I'm looking at that that energy squad. Like the guys, Max Curry, uh, who they've brought to challenge David Hutton for the number one jersey. I always liked to look at him at Stranraer. I think a lot of the time, if he, if it wasn't for him last season, the situation would have been far more grievous for the Blues. I think they'd have been, they'd have been in a lot of bigger bother. Uh, I suppose bigger boy they were relegated at the end. They won about three games. Yes, they're one are one more games. Uh, if it would not, if it, they lost more games. than it not been for, for Max Curry. And I look at the defence like guys like Kyle McDonald, Lean McCann. I think these are guys who've got a decent future ahead of them. Callum Gallagher. Uh, it's a he scored an amazing overhead kick. Me, I was against Clyde last season that that, that he scored. Oh, Callum Gallagher's a like a good focal point in attack. There's there's a lot to like about Ergie, but I think you I think you're right. If you are in, no matter how good your part-time team is, if you're in there alongside a full-time team, very very likely the the full-time teams are are, are going to get the are going to get the better of you. Uh, so. Yeah, I would fancy. It. I think Airdrie top four. I know there's still business to be done, but I think Airdre, uh top four. Clyde, meanwhile, they've only brought in one player. They've brought in Jamie Bain, the uh, right back, uh, right hand, right side right hand side midfielder from Fourth Athletic. Uh, anything to to say about Jamie Bain? Uh, it, 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 it's an okay signing <laughs> for that. <laughs>
0: Move on. No, you know, and I tell you what I would say about Clyde. I think that Danny Lennon needs to rebuild that team to a degree, and yeah. that. So, I think Ray Grant is a loss. I think Chris McStay is yeah. a, is a loss. Uh, I, I think I think most people felt that Clyde underperformed
1: last season. I don't know. I don't know, Sean. I think it's uh, bear in mind they were a team who had just been promoted for from like, after years. In League Two, so I thought they might have been an outside shout to get into the, the the top four. But I think in the in the grand scheme of things, I think that's a, a decent season where they were never really in any bother of being relegated. Managed to managed to uh, hold their own.
0: Uh, okay, I mean, but but if you're saying you felt like they were an an outside bet for the top four, they were never in any danger of getting in the top four. So so right away, that kind of feels like they underperformed
1: i suppose I, I suppose, but wasn't like, when I wasn't when when I saw the clyde's results i wouldn 't say I was a like disappointed with how that i thought fine you' you 've done all right I think you 're absolutely right though in terms of what you say about a, a rebuild eh, because that's a, the, a good chunk of, of their midfield gone I know that um that John Rankin didn't play, He's obviously retired for it because because of injury. He didn't play that often, but we all liked to play with three across the midfield when the players fit, and that was John Rankin, Chris McStay, and Ray Grant. So it's a a big ask of trying to effectively. I mean, obviously not as big as what Alan Johnson's got to deal with at Queens, but it's a difficult situation to try and rectify because, as we mentioned right at the start, the part time teams who are still putting their squads together are all likely to be. In the market for the same players, and then, I mean, I, th- I would
0: imagine Danny Lennon could do it. I mean, you, uh, I think, on one of the TV shows, you said Danny Lennon should be manager of the year. So, I mean, if anybody should should trust him, it would be yourself. Uh, but I, they, they, they do need a bit of uh, surgery on 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 that team to bring in bringing some players.
1: Yeah, de- de- definitely. Up next is Cove Rangers. Um, very small turnover in, in terms of, uh, in terms. they just a, a cu- couple of loanees have uh, left the club and they've brought in Leighton McIntosh, who uh, played for Wrexham. Leighton McIntosh, of course, very well known for having played at the likes of Dundee, played the uh, Arbroath. Um, what do you think of McIntosh? Good addition? I like him. Uh, and, and I remember, I remember speaking to
0: Danny Denham about late Macintosh, and he, he was—he's oh, an, an artist, isn't he? In he did, did about. I mean, he doesn't train very well, and like you see him in training, and he can barely trap anything, and he's his first <laughs> touch is rubbish. But in terms of his, uh, in terms of his scoring rate at, at that level, and I think McIntosh is a, is a good acquisition. Even at, I was looking at his scoring record at, at Wrexham, in terms of uh, games started and goals scored. I think he started four and scored three. And then he went to Bly Spartans on loan. And according to the website, he didn't play any games for Bly Spartans, but still managed to score a goal, which okay. I presume is a mistake. <laughs> 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 but but perhaps not. Who knows? Uh, I'd, I'd never followed Bly Spartans games uh, at all. But no, I I think in terms of third tier, Macintosh is... Very much a, a, a decent acquisition for for Cove Rangers. They've they've kept the core of the team that that helped them to to kind of run away mm-hmm. with that with that uh, fourth tier. Okay, so they, they don't have Declan Glass, but you know something that they, they didn't they didn't dip after Declan Glass went oh, back to Thursday Night in, in, in January, and I thought they might have done. And I think they will be there or thereabouts when it comes to not the title. Because I think Falkirk are kind of signing sensibly. Yes, I think exactly. Patrick Thistle yeah. aren't signing enough. But I, I'm, I'm kind of at the stage where I would be surprised if Cove Rangers weren't in the
1: playoffs. Really? I, I, I don't know. I, I, my, my impression of Cove Rangers, I thought they were, from middle to front, they were good at going forward. But I thought that, that if they're back for, if there's a bit, bit of pressure put on them, they could be got at. Stenhouse-Muir beat them 3-2 uh, to early in the season. And that came from... From, from putting pressure in the back four, I think uh, de- as, uh, describing it as like a bit Highland League uh, in that regard, where they're all pretty big boys, but I don't necessarily think the the qualities in. I think that might be exposed at a higher level. But you know, I think if uh, Paul Hartley, the if he will probably look to reprise what he did at Allo Athletic and and that's get really good young players on loan. Whether or not he's able to do that in the current climate, we'll, we'll wait and see. But I, I think that the Cove Rangers might find this a bit more this this season, perhaps a bit more challenging than they did last.
0: Well, I, of course. I mean, it would, it would be weird if they didn't find it more challenging. Yeah, sorry, but you know, you know what I mean.
1: I think that I, I'm,
0: I'm struggling to think. I'm struggling to think of too many teams who are set at this moment in time anyway to to prevent them. Getting in the playoffs, with the exception of uh, Falkirk and uh, Falkirk and Partick Thistle. I mean, even with East Fife, I think I've got a good squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montrose have got a good squad, but the, the two of them have, have barely signed anybody. And, and from as you say, from midfield to front, I, I don't think Montrose and East Fife have a have a better forward six, for example, than Cove. <laughs>